Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Don't forget, real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. A lot to get to today. A ton, a plethora of, uh, shit, <laughs> of stuff, of stuff. But you know what we need to do? Let's cut the bullshit. Let's just jump into it. Say it with me, people. Let's jump into those headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. (laughs) I don't see what the big deal is about this, but, but a lot of you are like, ew, gross, oh, yuck, oh, not my time, oh, gross. Martha Stewart, she's 81 years old, and guess what? She's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And I got to be honest, I would. Okay? Fuck everybody that says, ew, gross, oh, yuck. (laughs) No, she looks great. I don't care if some of that's airbrushed. I don't care. She looks great for 81. If she... If I was single, okay, I don't think this is going to happen anyway, but if I was single and she hit on me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Let's break that hip. (laughs) Now, she's talking to me because I'm all fucked up. I got to be honest. I don't think she looks bad. She looks fantastic. And I believe she's like the oldest person to ever be on the cover of the swimsuit edition, whatever. She looks great. But here's what's funny. I posted the pictures on my Facebook page, at DeHuff Podcast. If you go to Facebook, just search DeHuff Podcast. And I just posted the pictures. And I said, at 81, Martha Stewart is on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Swimsuit edition, right? So you got... Comments like this. This comes in from Chris from Australia. It's my brother. He said, Snoop Stewart be like, what up? (laughs) Jeff wrote, I think Snoop be hitting that. Good for her. Right? A guy named Mike wrote in, would. (laughs) And then he put another meme that said, would. And another meme that said, would. I'm guessing he's saying, he would. He'd bang her. That's right, I'd bang her too, but we can get to that later. Okay, Connor, geez, okay, thanks for joining. Pete wrote in, damn, she looks pretty good for 80 years old. I know, Pete, I agree. Then Nicholas wrote in, I bet she takes it right in the panini. (laughs) (laughs) Nicholas, stop it. This is a mature show. Then Chris uh, Chris wrote in AI. I don't think that's artificially, uh, uh, you know, designed, but whatever. Okay, so there's a lot of positive. But now let me circle back into the negatives. Alvis wrote in a little airbrush going on. <laughs> Asher just responded with two emojis of somebody looking sick and somebody being sick by throwing up. And I just responded back to Asher. I was like, what? He said, dude, you got to be joking. She's 80. Just the thought. Asher, come on, buddy. Really? 
Beggars needn't be choosy. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Asher, love you. <laughs> but Jesus, come on. Not that bad. Kevin wrote in, I know that pose well. Lean over and hide your guy, please. Now, I, re I read it as he wrote it. He accidentally wrote guy. So I responded back to Kevin and said, did you mean gut? Or has someone told you to lean over and hide your, your man before? I wouldn't be surprised either way. And he just wrote back with, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Sean wrote in, a bit the photographer was saying, I'm no chef, but Boyardee's titties sagging. <laughs> that's, that's negative, but funny. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Oh, that's funny. Boyardee's titties sagging. Um, let's see, another person, William, just a bunch of puke emojis. Man, guys, you guys are dicks. And, you know, and, and, and I, I've seen other people, uh, ran into somebody the other day and they're just like, dude, that's disgusting. I can't believe that. And then I ran into somebody else, a, a guy named Rich. And he's just like, why are people hating on Martha, T Martha Stewart? She looks great. She does look great. Maybe I have a thing for older women. But she does not look 81. And like I said, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> I wouldn't. She looks good. And yes, like Kevin said, she is doing a lot of leans where she's kind of hiding the tummy. And that just might be what the photographer had her do because as she's leaning, she's showing off all, all those uh, boy RD titties. <laughs> as Sean wrote. So... I don't know. What are your what are your thoughts? I don't feel like I'm out of line saying that she looks good. She doesn't look bad. Does not look bad at all. I'd be I'd you know if I was her, I'd be damn proud of what how I look. She looks great. <laughs> Snoop be tagging that shit. Yo, what it is? I'm tagging Martha Stewart. I can't do a Snoop dog. <laughs> I can't. I'm the least hip person in the world. They're like, nah, you know what? Scott, why don't you sit this one out? You're not hip. I think she looks good. Let me know. Let me know. Do you think it's gross? Listen, Asher's like, what are you joking? Just turn off the lights, okay? Jesus. I'm sure she'd be asked, if you and her hooked up, she'd be like, why don't we just shut the lights off, Asher? <laughs> Come on. Sitting here judging other people. Fuck. Come on, everybody. Like you're God's gift to the to the opposite sex. Jesus Christ. You guys are assholes. <laughs> I think she looks good. Listen, Martha, I'm just opening the door, okay? If my wife ever decides to, you know, give me a pass. <laughs> Take your teeth out. Let's see what happens. Ew, okay. I went I went too far. Ooh, look at me. <laughs> I'm gross. Ugh. Uh, a man is indicted of, in the theft of the Wizard of Oz ruby slippers worn by the one and only Judy Garland. And that's right. So the grand jury uh, got him on charges of stealing a pair of ruby red slippers or originally worn by Judy Garland in the Wizard of Oz. Federal prosecutors in North Dakota say the shoes were stolen in 2005 and rec recovered in 2018 in an FBI sting operation, but no arrests were made at the time. 
How is that like worth spending FBI money and time on? I'm sorry. <laughs> They're the ruby slippers worn by Judy Garland. Let's get all SWAT teams ready. We're going to get this shit back. <laughs> That's so dumb. So dumb. But anyway, I'm sure there was other things going into it. I, I'm hoping. It's not like they they had the ruby rubber. Ru I can't even say that. Ruby uh, slippers task force. <laughs> We've got a special team, elite forces. What about what are what's what's our objective today, sir? We'll be obtaining a national treasure that has been stolen from the American public. Oh my God, what is it? Is it like gold or, uh, you know, what? No, it's 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 the Wizard of Oz ruby slippers. We need to get those back. They're adorable. <laughs> I just think that's a little silly, but that's just me, just me. Terry Martin was indicted Tuesday with one count of theft of a major artwork. Prosecutors uh, said on Wednesday the indictment did not provide any other information about uh, Martin online and all that stuff. But the Minneapolis Star Tribune reported that Mar Martin is 76 years old and lives 12 miles south of the Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. When reached out by the newspaper, he said... I got to go on trial. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I just assume that's what he sounds like. <laughs> I need my ruby slippers back. Let me just say something real quick. This guy had those for 13 years. I'm just saying, if you haven't done so already, you might want to do a deep clean on those slippers. I'm just saying they might be a little crunchy. Right? I'm saying he probably made love to them if you didn't get it. <laughs> Why do you steal slippers like that? And he's obviously obsessed with them. You know he's doing dirty shit with them. That's disgusting. It's, oh, Ruby. Oh, Ruby. <laughs> ah, there's something wrong with me. Ah, I don't know what it is. My brain. It's done fucked up. <laughs> Woo! So anyway, I apologize for the show already. <laughs> this summer, the city of Golden, Golden, Colorado, is going to be doing something new, and I'm excited to see how this turns out. And if you work for the city of Golden, let me know your thoughts. Are you excited about this? And then as this goes into effect, let me know the progress. And honestly... You can send me an anonymous letter if you feel like it's a bad fucking idea. I don't mind. I'll I'll have you as anonymous golden boy or golden lady, right? Anyway, so this summer, the city of Golden, Colorado, they're going to start a program called the Best of Golden that moves all police department employees from a 40-hour work week to a 32-hour work week without any change in pay. The trial begins July, in July, it will and will run through the end of the year. So they're saying it's just all police department employees. So I guess that's good in a sense because you guys are overworked and, and whatnot. But I feel like paperwork and stuff like that may suffer. So if you thought the, the you know, justice moves slow in your city... Imagine if you're subtracting eight hours. 
Now, here's the thing personally, and I know I'm in a different work environment than uh, police officers, uh, firefighters, etc. But would you guys rather, if you're a police officer, would you rather have 32-hour work week, so that's four days a week, or would you rather still do 40 hours, but it's only four days a week, so you're putting in 10-hour uh, shifts? Obviously, me being in the media and formerly restaurants, I would rather do the 40, but only four days a week. So let me know your thoughts on that. What would what would you rather do? Whether you're in in the police department or you know emergency services or or whatever industry you're in, let me know. Would this work in your industry? I feel like it's a great idea, but that's got to be some creative scheduling to make sure that there's no. So that's going to be a lot of stress on whoever's in charge of scheduling because you're. And obviously, they, this doesn't start until July, and they're running through the end of the year. And by the end of the year, they're going to evaluate on, do we continue to move forward, or do we go back to the way things were? And the bad thing about trying this is, you know, even if a lot of people like it, there's going to be a lot of people that don't like it. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Again, all the industries I ever worked in, in media, in, in restaurants, it, I would rather just put in 40 and only do, you know, four days a week. So do just do 10-hour shifts. But that's just me. But they're not going to get change in pay, so they're working eight hours less, so that's good news. But then there, there's going to be the debate, be like, you're getting the same amount of money, but you're working less. But when you look at it from... It's, it's the police department, an overworked, and I guess in a way you could say an overstimulated profession. Be, and I say that because of the amount of stress that police officers have to deal with. We've seen all that shit in the news. So if this helps alleviate a lot of the problems that police officers have to deal with, then I guess that's good and it's worth it. But you know people are going to bitch and complain about it no matter what. So I get, I guess I'm for it. If it works, it works. And if it helps relieve stress of the job, cause I can only imagine the, the stuff that you, you see. I look at my, I've told you my father-in-law just retired this last year as battalion chief for North Metro fire. And he did that forever. And the amount of stuff that he's seen along with all his his coworkers have seen over the years it's just shit that just wears you out and it's 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 horrible stuff it's horrible stuff and and to see that on a daily basis or just be you're you're having a great day then all of a sudden you get blindsided by complete horrific tragedy i just can't wrap my mind around it so to subtract eight hours from a police officer's week, I, I guess I'm for it because I, I I know I have a glimmer of an idea of what they have to deal with and the stress that they have to deal with. So I guess it's okay. If you disagree, let me know. Dehuff on censored at gmail.com. 
or you can hit me up on my socials at the Huff Podcast. Do you agree with this? Or are you at least curious to see how this works out? And again, if you work there and you're excited about it or you're not excited about it, let me know. Or as this process goes on and starts running, let me know. Let me know. You can be anonymous. Let me know how this is working. Is it as good as people are going to be saying it is? Because you know how that goes. Companies are going to say one thing, but behind the scenes, behind the scenes, there's usually some some chaos. And let's be honest, I want to know about it. I do. And I think everybody else does. And then also that then that can help us all come together and figure out, is there a way to correct the problem? Let me know. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. ESPN is hiring Pat McAfee, the former punter for the Indianapolis Colts. And now he's just an extremely successful podcaster. Uh, I guess you'd call him a podcaster. He's just, I, th- I feel like he's more than a podcaster. But anyway, they're hiring him despite the fact that ESPN has laid off a shit ton of employees, right? And it really is bad optics for ESPN to do this. They're already paying Stephen A. Smith, I believe, $12 million a year. Last year's deals for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were combined for just last year was $165 million. Is that right? That's insane. Pat McAfee's deal is supposed to be bigger than those. So that's a shit ton of money. Now, here's the thing. Pat McAfee, he's a great investment. He will bring in some some listeners, some followers, and it's good. It's good because ESPN is kind of a shit product for the most part. It's very generic and boring, and it doesn't have anything that, that really has a personality. So you're bringing on a personality. But here's the thing. Is ESPN going to allow Pat McAfee to be Pat McAfee and his crew to be them? That's the big question. They're owned by Disney. Are they going to be upset when Pat and his guys go off on some rant and and say some things and say shit or whatever? I don't know if he says fuck or cunt or anything like that, but if he does... Are they going to harp on him? Are they going to stifle him? Because that's a big deal. That's him. A a big weight that was lifted off my shoulders. Now, obviously, I'm clearly not Pat McAfee level. Not even close. I can smell his shoes. (laughs) That's about it. But when I left terrestrial radio and started doing a podcast, It was so bizarre to actually have a conversation and be me. And I think about it now of after having talks with some entities about, you know, going back to terrestrial radio. And I'm like, I don't know if I could do it because I don't want to be under the microscope. And while the difference is night and day as far as talent goes, I understand the the problem here is if they come in there and start telling Pat, hey, you can't be saying this. Hey, that's a that's our company too. You can't be criticizing them. 
that's going to be hard and that's going to be very difficult for that show to be what it is. So that's a problem if they start tinkering with his show. His show is successful because it has no restraints. So I like I said if if I tried to do my show on I can't I couldn't do this show on radio, but I could be associated with, say, radio stations or television stations, stuff like that. But I could not have somebody in my ear constantly saying, hey, don't do that. Don't talk about this, okay? And for whatever reason you like to use the C word, let's stop that. If I feel the conversation needs to be highlighted or heightened and elevated, however you want to say it, by saying the word cunt. I want that. I want that freedom. So it's going to be really interesting to see how long Pat McAfee lasts with ESPN. And I'm saying it that way because I don't see it lasting very long. And to be honest, to be honest, it would be in the best interest for Pat McAfee to go in there Guns a-blazing like he does every day on his show and do his show and let them fire him and just realize, hey, we fucked up. We're going to buy out your contract and then let Pat go wherever the fuck he wants to go and do what he was doing before and let somebody else pay him a fuck ton of money again. I think that would be great publicity for Pat McAfee. This is a win-win for Pat McAfee. There is no way for him to lose unless he decides to fold or bend, however you want to say it, to ESPN higher-ups, a.k.a. Disney. If he bends and alters the way he does his program, then, then he loses. He goes in there and just does what he does. He's good, even if they fire him, because it's Pat McAfee. He will land on his feet. It's going to be interesting. And I don't see him bending to, to the big higher-ups. I don't see him leaning and in, in getting bent over a barrel by the suits. I don't. He stood up to Brett Favre, and then Brett Favre's people ended up throwing the case out because Brett Favre was trying to be a, a well, a cunt <laughs> to... Pat McAfee, when all Pat McAfee was doing was reading essentially from the headlines. And it's like, fuck off, Brett. You're the one doing shit. Allegedly. Uh, I gotta say, I don't need Brett Favre coming after me. I don't. I don't. Hey, we got more coming your way. But first, bring that big bet energy this summer with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the most trusted name in sports betting. And right now... Use the promo code MILEHIGH to secure to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. So win or lose, they're going to match your first bet up to $250 with the promo code MILEHIGH. All you got to do is visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions, or you can go ahead and download the Superbook Colorado app in your app store. That's what I did. Super easy. Enter the promo code MILEHIGH, and you're going to get a $250 bonus essentially courtesy of superbook sports if you got a gambling problem by the way call 1-800-522-4700 this is crazy because it reminds me of 
one of my first episodes, in fact, it was episode 11, which is crazy to think about. What is this? 343. So back in episode 11, I did a story of the this lady. She was a young kid, and her family's plane crashed in the Amazon rainforest. Her name is Julian Kopeck, and I'm not sure I'm saying that correctly, but she survived, and it was this amazing survival story. Go back and listen to episode 11 when you get a chance. It was... When I started doing podcasts, this was one of the stories that I really wanted to get into just because I hadn't heard anybody really talk about it. Or if I did, I just didn't like the way they told the story. So I took a somewhat comical but, you know, realistic view of this amazing story. Well, anyway, the reason why I'm bringing that up is four children, including a baby, were found alive in the Amazon jungle after they survived a plane crash on the 1st of May, and they just found them. And and that's just wild. Congratulations to them for not giving up. And children, man, I know they're going to be fucked up the rest of their lives. But holy shit, hopefully the community in which they exist supports them for all the shit that they just went through. Horrible. Horrible. I can't imagine. I don't like snakes, spiders. I don't like not showering. I The other day, I, for whatever reason, decided I, I was working out in the yard and something like that, or something like that, and I was all sweaty, so I took a shower at night, and then basically the next day, I'm like, well, I already showered the night before, so I didn't shower that day because I showered the night before, and then by the next, before I even went to bed, I'm like, uh, I'm like starting to get itchy. I'm like, I need to shower. I need to shower. Well, let's just wait till tomorrow morning, because I don't want to get in the habit of, because I shower in the morning. That's just what I do. And, And then, like, I was so irritable the next morning, and it was such a relief when I finally got in the shower to to clean myself. I was like, I gotta get clean. I gotta get clean. What's wrong with daddy? He's a pussy. (laughs) Anyway, how crazy. It's sad that there was a plane crash. But in this tragedy, there's, there's a glimmer of positivity because four children survived, which is crazy because imagine being a child and being thrown into a situation where all of a sudden you're like, shit, we got to survive. We got to work together. And they didn't say how old the kids were. And maybe it's out there, but just what I read, I couldn't find their ages. But just imagine being like, say, 10 years old. I look at my kids. My son's 10, my daughter's 8. And imagine them being thrown into a survival situation in trying to figure out how can we work together to survive? What can we do? How do we build a fire? How do we get food? There's a baby here. Who's going to help take care of the baby? How do we do this? That's just scary. And then you start throwing in, uh, there's animals out there in the Amazon rainforest that want to eat you. (laughs) That's just bizarre. Kudos to those kids. And don't worry, I'm sure in a year there's going to be a fucking movie about it. (laughs) There is. 
I just saw the, I don't know the name of the movie and it's about AI. And I'm like, so well timed <laughs> because obviously AI taking over the world is a huge thing. And yes, we kind of had that with the matrix, but it's really sparked up lately because AI is taking some major leaps forward. And this movie's coming out where AI is dominating the world and, and humans are becoming extinct because they're being hunted by AI and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, of course it's coming out now. Of course it is. It makes sense. Oh, wow. So anyway, <laughs> you know what we need to do right now? Let's jump into some mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> Now, this technically didn't come in on dehuffuncensored.gmail.com or on social media at Dehuff Podcast. But yesterday, I'm at King Supers getting some a uh, few random things. And I'm at the self-checkout, which I don't think is that big of a deal because, honestly, I don't want to talk to a cashier half the time. <laughs> I just don't. So how's your day going? Beep, beep. Crazy weather today, huh? <laughs> Enough of the rain, right? <laughs> just just scan my groceries. That's it, okay? <laughs> anyway, I, I always hated that when I was a cashier at Safeway. I'm like, I don't care about most people. And they're like, Scott, you need to be more personable. Come on, engage in a conversation. Let them have an experience. Like, they don't fucking want to talk to me like I don't want to talk to them. Anyway. I'm at the self-checkout, and the lady next to me, as I approached, she she and I made some, like, a weird eye contact. Like, she was just like, hi. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> great. Anyway, so I, I feel like that this is what kind of set up what ended up happening later. She felt like we had a connection, <laughs> and we didn't. But she felt like we did, and that's okay, I guess. So... She gets her receipt and she goes, oh, this is bullshit. Saved me a dollar. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. But then I started thinking about it, despite the fact that it was an awkward but funny situation in my mind. I was like, you know, the majority of products at a grocery store aren't really on sale. When you start looking at what's on sale, and if you use your club card to pay for stuff, most products are only on sale for about 10 cents. That's it. And, and she was mad because she got a bunch of stuff, and she saved a dollar. I saved 90 cents. But I'm sitting there going, you know, there's when you stop and look at what's on sale, most of the time... It's not that great of a deal. It's just it has that yellow with red font, and you're like, save, you know, or it's now $279 instead of $299. Stuff like that. I've seen them, and I should start taking pictures of this when I when I see these dumb things. But there's there was times where it was like two cents off, and I'm like, that why? You just wasted paper to make that tag. I'm like, that, that has to be a fucking misprint. That's ridiculous. But the majority of the products in a grocery store, a grocery store aren't really on sale. 
you go in there and you spend $100, most likely you're going to only save, quote unquote, save about 5 to $10, which I guess is fine. But here's what's funny. You go into a grocery store and you forget your club card, they'll give you one or they'll scan one for you. You know why? Because it doesn't fucking matter. They're not giving you that good of a deal. Otherwise, I'd be like, well, next time, bring it or type in your phone number. It's not that big of a deal to go in there and think you're going to save. You're not going to save at a grocery store because most of the deals aren't shit. Now, every now and then they will. And those are the ones you really need to focus on. By the way, I saw watermelons at King Supers, huge fucking watermelons for $6.99. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a good deal or not. <laughs> I love watermelon. Oh, my God. Love watermelon. And I'm like, ooh. My brother, real quick, sidetrack. My brother growing up would go to the grocery store. His first job was at a place called Mr. Steak, which we're going to get into steak here in a second. But it was a it was a steakhouse, obviously. It'd be kind of dumb if they sold burgers or chicken. <laughs> but it, or it's an Italian restaurant. What? But he would take his money, come home, and he'd have the big old fucking watermelon. And nobody was allowed to eat it but him. And it was funny because he would fucking eat that thing within a day. He loves watermelon. And I don't know if they have water. I need to ask him, do they have watermelon in Australia? Or is it as popular in Australia? Because here in Colorado, when it's watermelon season, holy shit, we bought one the other day. Even though we bought one, it was a small one. Uh, like, I have some upstairs. After I'm done with this episode, I'm going to go eat some watermelon. I love it. But my brother is on another level of loving watermelon. Is there food that you just love so much? That you you just nobody's allowed to touch it, or if they do, you're just like fucking irritated. Be like, you're eating a little much, aren't you? Aren't you, son? Aren't you, honey? Huh? Yeah. Don't eat daddy's watermelon. I love watermelon, but nowhere near as much as my brother. It's, but here's the thing: when you get a good watermelon, oh, oh, yes, love it. I guess that's me and Nutty Buddies. I I love Nutty Buddies, and if I see somebody else eat them, I'm like. You know, I bought those for myself. Daddy doesn't get much. He doesn't. N doesn't. So anyway, I thought that was a, an interesting thing of like when you go to a grocery store, start looking at what is quote unquote on sale. How much is it really on sale? If it's a BOGO, yeah, that's a good deal usually. But if it's something that you know, just miscellaneous like canned food or whatever like that. Usually it's not that much. Now watch, I got to go, I'm going to go to the grocery store and like, I'm going to start noticing like, this is like five bucks off. <laughs> you buy all these buy one, get ones. Usually it's not though. It usually it's like you saved like 10 to 20 cents and you think you're getting a good deal, but overall you're really not. You're not. So I feel bad for that lady, but it's just like, you got to stop and think it's like, they're not really giving us that great of a deal. Am I wrong? No, I'm not. I'm not. Now, I it could be wrong on this, but I guess it's more of a matter of opinion. Last episode, I told you I, I made that meme of somebody giving a, a funny look to somebody else, and I said, this is the look you give when somebody puts A1 sauce on their steak. 
So I said, is there any food, whether it's A1 on steak or anything else, that just are big don'ts when it comes to, to food? So here's what I got back. Apparently, Dave, who is a huge Kiss fan, wrote, my hero, Paul Stanley of Kiss. I guess he eats Cocoa Puffs and root beer. Cocoa Puffs and root beer? That's bizarre. Here's the thing. I would try that, Dave. I would. But my expectations, very low. <laughs> very low. Because that's bizarre. At TYMJ on Twitter wrote, Would you prefer I pour the A1 on my plate and dip bite-sized pieces of steak in it? Works for me. See, that's okay, I guess. I guess. My thing is, is once I've experienced a steak that is just good, well-seasoned, perfectly cooked, then I'm like, why would I put anything else on it? My kids will put barbecue sauce on pork chops and stuff like that, and it pisses me off because I'm like, are you even tasting it? Because daddy made it magical when it hits your mouth. Eat the fucking pork chops. See, and that's the thing. I guess, I oh man, a steak though. I love steak. I guess pork chops, I'm a little bit more more willing to go, yeah, use barbecue sauce or A1 sauce and, and I'm fine. I get what you're saying is just doing bite-sized pieces. I, I think it would be really horrific in a crime against food if you did slather it all over your steak because that's just wrong. Here's the way I look at it, too, is when you prepare food, so if you're a chef or even if you're just cooking at home and you make your food for the family and then they just start pouring sauces all over it, and you're like, Jesus Christ, why do I even bother seasoning it and, you know, and trying to cook it perfectly? They're just going to fucking ruin it and put, you know, A1 and barbecue sauce all over it. So I, that's where it's just like me. I think about it as, as somebody that's cooking. And while I, I'm obviously not restaurant level as far as a cook goes, you know, if, if I can get my kids to eat something and they don't dip it in the barbecue sauce or whatever then I know I did a good job. But then when I see my wife break out the barbecue sauce on pork chop night, <laughs> I'm like, fuck, just doesn't taste good apparently to them. But anyway, I see your point on it. I get it. I'm not judging you too much if you put A1 sauce on there. I just think you're performing crimes against nature in, in food. <laughs> Melinda wrote, steak by itself is good. A1 isn't bad either. But throw some sriracha on there, and that, for me, is the best way to do it. Yum. Melinda, you're saying you put sriracha on steak. That would be good. I love sriracha. And Tabasco does a good sriracha, oddly enough. Didn't realize they did one. There's a lot of good srirachas out there, and and I love it. I, I ate this morning. I made toast, put butter on it put a little bit of garlic powder, a little bit of salt on it, and then did a, a egg over medium, put it on top of there, and then added some sriracha and just ate it with a fork. Oh, my God, it's fucking delicious. Sriracha is great. And I am disappointed in myself that 
not until the past like couple of years ha- uh, that I haven't tried it. So now that my wife and I have been on this, uh, we've discovered it. We can't get enough of it. We love, we just love hot sauces, but sriracha, especially that's the one my wife and I can definitely agree on is you get a good sriracha and, and you just want to put it on everything. Thad wrote in, don't wrap a baked potato in foil. <laughs> that's what my mom used to do. And then like, I don't know, we just don't do it anymore. You don't need to do that. We just stick them in the microwave and put it, I don't know, what, nine, ten minutes, whatever it ends up being, because we usually put, like, say, four of them in there. I don't know how much time. I always, you know, add a minute, add a minute, whatever, as as we go along. But I remember that being a thing when I was a kid. My mom would wrap them in foil and then put them in the oven and then pull them out, and then you're like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> Hot, hot son of a bitch. So yeah, that's that's funny. That that totally brings me back, Thad. Let's see. Steve wrote in, yeah, but A1 steak sauce is delicious. I haven't had it in a while, and I kind of want to try it with all with me ju- being so judgy against A1 sauce. I kind of want to try it next time I'm at a, I'm at a restaurant and just put it there. Because wouldn't A1 sauce be kind of good on a burger? Especially if it's kind of a shitty burger and you're trying to elevate it and be like, let's just put a little bit of steak sauce on there. I bet that would be good. By the way, a good addition to a burger or a burrito, a good addition to a burrito, I'll just say it this way, and and Qdoba, I think, does this too. Add a little bit, not too much, a little bit of barbecue sauce right down the middle. Really fucking good. Adds like a little sweetness to it. It's amazing. Also good on burgers. Armin, my former boss, wrote in, depends on the quality of the steak. And that's exactly right, Armin. The one time I agree with you. (laughs) Yes, it has to be cooked properly. If it's well done, yeah, put whatever the fuck you want on there because it probably tastes like shit. It's like an overhyped dog toy if, if you get it well done. And if you don't season the steak... You know, uh, the basics of salt and pepper, maybe a little bit of garlic powder or garlic salt on on that steak, it could elevate the steak. But if it's just like poorly cooked and poorly seasoned steak, yeah, you might as well put sauce on it. You might as well put fucking mustard on it. I don't care. You ruined the, the, the piece of meat. So you're exactly right, Armin. And it is frustrating. And that's why I get stressed. Like my father-in-law the other day came over and he bought these giant Costco steaks. I mean, these fuckers are huge. You know, if you shop at Costco and you get steaks, they're fucking gigantic. And he bought those. And I don't usually cook steak. I usually cook pork, burgers, brats, hot dogs, and chicken. That's it. And I'm good at those. But throw in steak. There's so many variations for temperature. I was so nervous doing it. I think for the most part, I did well. But the thing is, is you got to make sure you cook it well. And I think I did everybody's right around a medium. So it's juicy. It's not overdone. It's not going to be like a big tough thing that your jaw is going to be sore after you eat. I don't know. It's steak. It's one of those things where you cook it. You cook it right around medium. Maybe go to medium well, 
but you don't go past that. You don't go to well and well done because that just ruins the steak. So, so if you cook it right, I, I appreciate you. And I look forward to the dinner invite the next time you make steaks. <laughs> I'll bring the A1. <laughs> if I'm at a restaurant and you see me, you should just come over and put an A1 sauce on my table and walk away. It'll freak out my family. <laughs> and I'll just be like, oh, that son of a bitch. He's good. Or she's good. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and I'm going to try A1. I'm going to try it. But I refuse to put it on a steak. I can't. I can't. I yelled at my son. I didn't yell at him. I was like, you can't. He was like, we need to get some A1 sauce. I was like, oh, no. My father-in-law's like, A1 sauce? What kind of kid are you raising? <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't do that here. I swear to God. I swear to God. It's like. It was like the equivalent of like, hey, dad, can I get some cocaine to put on this uh, steak? And I was like, oh, I swear to God, no. <laughs> that's, that's basically the way my father-in-law looked at me like, what the hell? What kind of sick father are you? A1 sauce. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's going to be a murderer in prison. It all starts with A1. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. A1, I'm joking. Don't need a lawsuit. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> if you have more food debates that you want to send my way, weird things that you see people eating, if you work at a restaurant, what's the some what's some of the shit that you see on a daily basis? Uh, let me know. By the way, Ryan just chimed in real quick. I put A1 sauce on A1 sauce. It's so good. <laughs> you sick bastard, Ryan. You are a sick bastard, but I like you. I do. So let me know if if you if there's something that you just love that everybody looks at you funny for when you eat or there's something that you look at people funny for for eating. Let me know to huff uncensored at gmail.com or on my socials at the huff podcast. Thank you guys so much. Have an amazing day. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. Have an amazing day. Hopefully you laughed a little bit in this episode. Have a great day. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.